Hey everyone, and welcome to a new episode of Soaking in the Sunlight. My name is Olivia, and I'm a 26-year-old in love with Jesus Christ, and I want all my friends and peers and acquaintances to love Jesus Christ as well. And today, I want to talk about a topic called Young and Taking a Stand. And before we dive in, I just want to pray us in. So Lord God, I thank you for this day. Thank you for this time that my uh, friends and family and anyone who's listening, God, that we can all come together and learn more about you, God. God, um, I just pray that you would touch us, God, that the word would fall on good ground, God, that we would learn from you, God, that we would grow in the grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, that we won't let anything stop us, God, and that we would have courage to stand in these last and evil days, God. Thank you, Lord, for the empowerment. Thank you, God, for your word, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for all these things and more. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Okay, so young and taking a stand. Now, I want to do something a little different. I haven't done this in previous podcasts, so trying something out here. Today, I'm going to read the whole chapter of Daniel 3. And there are two reasons why I want to do this. One, it's because I realize that there's some people that may not have access to Bibles. Um, And so I want to read this out loud. So then whoever's listening, you can hear it as well and hear um, about this particular passage in the Bible in Daniel 3. And then also, I think with this particular passage, um, it kind of allows for someone to kind of interject. So I can come in and say like, oh, like, this is what this means, or this is what the Lord laid in my heart to share about this particular portion of the chapter. So, you know, I'm trying something a little new. Uh, so uh, hang on for the ride and we'll go from there. So in Daniel 3, um, just to kind of give a summary, um, it talks about these three young men named Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And um, they are faced with this situation where they can either compromise their faith and turn back on God or uh, they can stand and not compromise although their lives are faced with danger if they don't compromise and so uh, with that I'm going to start reading the chapter and we'll go from there so Daniel 3 verse 1 Nebuchadnezzar the king made an image of gold whose height was three score cubits and the breadth thereof six cubits. He set it up in the plain of Dura in the province of Babylon. And so we have a king, King Nebuchadnezzar, and he makes this image, he makes this idol of gold. Then Nebuchadnezzar, the king, sent to gather together the princes, the governors, and the captains, the judges, the treasurers, the counselors, the sheriffs, and all the rulers of the provinces to come to the dedication of the image which Nebuchadnezzar the king had set up. So King Nebuchadnezzar, he made this a huge big deal when he made this golden image. He wanted everyone there for the dedication of this idol. And so in verse three, it says, then the princes, the governors and captains, the judges, the treasurers, the counselors, the sheriffs, and all the rulers of the provinces were gathered together unto the dedication of the image that Nebuchadnezzar, the king had set up. And they stood before the image that Nebuchadnezzar had set up. Verse four, then it hailed cried out, to you it is commanded, O people, nations, and languages. So they were all 
uh, kinds of people at this event. Verse five, that at what time you hear the sound of music of the cornet, flute, heart, sackbut, psaltery, dulcimer, and all kinds of music, ye fall down and worship the golden image that Nebuchadnezzar the king hath set up. And whoso falleth not down and worshipeth shall the same hour be cast into the midst of a burning fiery furnace. Okay, let's stop here for a moment. So uh, we see kind of uh, in this chapter, it's setting up the situation here. We see that King Nebuchadnezzar makes this idol of gold. He brings all the people there basically. And then now they're being commanded to worship uh, the golden image when they hear all types of music. And so the other thing is that if they don't fall down and worship the image, that same hour, they're gonna get killed by being burned in a fiery furnace. So people have a choice here, you know? And for those that were following the Lord, they uh, they had to make a choice. You know, will I give up my life uh, for Christ, for for God? Because you know, I uh, don't want to misplease God. God talks about having no other gods before Him, so I don't want to misplease God. Or will I just compromise? You know, God knows my heart. You know, I'll just bow down this once, just so I can live to see another day. And so, there's a certain part in verse five that I want to point out. It says, ye fall down and worship the golden image. And I want to bring this a little bit to our world right now. The enemy in the world wants us to fall down and worship so many things today. So many people worship their phones, their televisions, their careers, their success, their money, their wife, their husband, their children, their social media accounts, celebrities, music, false religions. And honestly, the list can go on and on and on. And there's so many things and people the enemy wants us to worship. There's so many things that are part of his evil kingdom that he wants us to worship and give into. But there is only one true and living God, and that is Jesus Christ. And Jesus is the only one that all humans should bow down and worship. And there will be a day when everyone will bow down and say that Jesus is Lord. No one and nothing else deserves the glory. Only Jesus deserves the glory. And I wanted to point that out. And so, you know, just like how at the time believers in God had to face, you know, either worshiping this idol or losing their life. It's like with us now, we're either faced with worshiping all the idols of this world, the things that have been put in place for people to worship. Um, or being like, you know what, I'm going to give up all this pleasure of this world. I'm even willing to give up my life for Christ. That's a big pill to swallow, but I pray that God gives me the grace and everyone listening and all the body of Christ, the grace to continue to choose Jesus, no matter what we may lose or what we may face. Okay. So let me go back to verse six and I'll keep reading from there. Daniel 3, verse 6. And whoso falleth not down and worshipeth, shall the same hour be cast into the midst of a burning fiery furnace. 
Therefore, at that time, when all the people heard the sound of the cornet, flute, harp, sackbut, psaltery, and all kinds of music, all the people, the nations, and the languages fell down and worshipped the golden image that Nebuchadnezzar the king had set up. Wherefore, at that time, certain Chaldeans came near and accused the Jews. All right, here's some trouble. Verse 9, they spake and said to the king, and said to the king Nebuchadnezzar, O king, live forever. Thou, O king, hast made a decree that every man that shall hear the sound of the cornet, flute, heart, sackbut, psaltery, and dulcimer, and all kinds of music shall fall down and worship the golden image. And whoso falleth not down and worshipeth, that should he should be cast into the midst of a burning fiery furnace. Um, it's almost them kind of going to him and being like, you said these things, right? Right? Okay, so here's the situation in verse 12. There are certain Jews whom thou hast set over the affairs of the province of Babylon, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. These men, O king, have not regarded thee. They serve not thy gods, nor worship the golden image with that which thou hast set up. And I want to point this out here, bringing this in our lives now. Just like how uh, certain Chaldeans came to try to blame Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego for their stand. Um, there will be people that will try to get you in trouble for your stand today in Christ. But honestly, we need to pray for them too. They are in need of a savior just like how we need a Christ to save us as well. An example, in the New Testament, Paul persecuted the growing church. But Jesus saved him, and then he became an effective witness for Jesus Christ. He spread the gospel everywhere he could, and that can happen to those who try to persecute us and try to get us in trouble on the job, at school, in our community, and in our family. So know that there can still be redemption for those who are trying to uh, make you look bad for your faith in Jesus Christ. But don't let that get to you. Continue to pray for them. Continue to stand strong. And so once they blamed uh, them and kind of told on, you know, uh, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego to King Nebuchadnezzar, in verse 13 it says, The Nebuchadnezzar in his rage and fury commanded to bring Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Then they brought these men before the king. Verse 14, Nebuchadnezzar spake and said unto them, Is it true, O Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, do not ye serve my gods? nor worship the golden image which I have set up. Um, you know, he seems so shocked. Um, <laughs> and so in verse 14, I just want to point something out. People, again, in this time, people will try to oppose and question you on the job, at work, and at school. They will try to make you question your faith. For example, everyone else is worshiping the idol. Why aren't you? Everyone else is dancing on TikTok. Why aren't you? Everyone else is drinking, so why aren't you? Everyone else is okay with this new societal norm. Why aren't you? But my friend, stand your ground. The enemy will try to make you feel crazy for your faith, but you are not crazy. I will repeat that, you are not crazy. You aren't out of place. You are right where you need to be to take a stand for Christ and be an effective witness for his glory. And honestly, we were never called to fit in. We were called to stand out. In 2 Corinthians 6, verse 17, it says, Wherefore, come out from among them, and be separate, saith the Lord, and touch not the unclean thing, and I will receive you. In 1 Peter 2, verse 9 through 10, 
But ye are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, and holy nation, a peculiar people, that ye should shew forth the praise of him who hath called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Verse 10, which in time past were not a people, but are now the people of God, which had not obtained mercy, but now have obtained mercy. And so God has called us to a higher holy standard in him. And so we can't let the world try to define how we should live for God because we go to the word of God for direction, not to the world, not to people. We don't even follow our own hearts when it comes to how we should live for God because all of those things will lie to us. It will cause us to stray away. So when the king, when the boss, when the friend, the family member, the parent tries to sway you, tries to make you feel bad for your faith, then stand in Jesus Christ. Stand strong, my friend, stand strong. <clears throat> and so in verse 13, it says, Now, if ye be ready, that at the time ye hear the sound of the cornet, flute, harp, sackbut, psaltery, and dulcimer, and all kinds of music, ye fall down and worship the image which I have made. Well, but if ye worship not, ye should be cast the same hour into the midst of a burning fiery furnace. And who is that God that shall deliver you out of my hands? In verse 16, it says, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered and said to the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, we are not careful to answer thee in this matter. If it be so, our God whom we serve is able to deliver us from the burning fiery furnace, and he will deliver us out of thine hand, O king. But if not, be it known unto thee, O king, that we will not serve thy gods, nor worship the golden image which thou hast set up. Just to make a point here, God is able to deliver you from your situation. But even if he doesn't, he's still worthy to be praised. So even in the midst of persecution, he is still worthy to be praised and he's still able to deliver you. God didn't fail in this situation because, spoiler alert, they actually uh, get cast into the fiery furnace. But there's more to it. Um, and he never fails, you know? So you may feel like you know, everything seems dire, everything seems bleak, but God never fails. And he has bigger plans in allowing you to remain in your situation, to remain in the persecution. Remember that his grace is sufficient for you and for me. Verse 19, um, you know, then was Nebuchadnezzar full of fury and the form of his visage was changed against Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Man was angry, yes. Therefore he spake and commanded that they should heat the furnace one seven times more than it want to be heated. So he made the fiery furnace really hot, basically. In verse 20, and he commanded the most mighty men that were in his army to bind Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and to cast them into the fiery furnace. I want to make a quick point here. I find it interesting that the Bible says he commanded the most mighty men to bind Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. In today's time, the enemy will try to use his strongest weapons to try to shut you down. The world will try to keep their, will try to use the strongest weapons to keep you quiet. These weapons can be hurtful words, name calling, rejection, physical abuse, and the threat of death. You may feel like your hands are tied at work and they may tell you you can't spread the gospel of Jesus Christ on your job. 
The enemy is trying to use his mighty men to tie you down, but know that in Jesus Christ, you are free and that no one can tie you down. You have liberty in Jesus Christ to share the word of God. Okay. Verse 21. Then these men were bound in their coats, their hosen and their hats and their other garments and were cast into the midst of the burning fiery furnace. I wonder how Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego felt in these moments. In verse 21, therefore, because the king's commandment was urgent and the furnace exceeding hot, the flames of the fire slew those men that took up Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Um, you know, it's crazy. The thing that uh, tried to hurt the believer here ended up hurting the one that tried to bind them. Just a thought. In verse 23, it says, And these three men, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, fell down into the midst of the burning, fiery furnace. Verse 24, Then Nebuchadnezzar the king was astonished, and rose up in haste, and spake, and said unto his counselors, Did not we cast three men bound into the midst of the fire? They answered and said unto the king, True, O king. He answered and said, Lo, I see four men loose, walking in the midst of the fire, and they have no hurt. And the form of the fourth is like the son of God. Now, you know, I need to pause here. Um, so Nebuchadnezzar is confused. He sees he, he saw three go in, but within the furnace, he sees four. The math isn't adding up. And, you know, he's talking about he sees men loose walking in the midst of the fire. Here's the thing. The, taxes of the, the tactics of the enemy won't hold you down. Just don't allow them to. Jesus can free you from fear, from self-consciousness, from doubt, from worry, from anxiety. In the midst of the fire, in the midst of the situation, Jesus can give you freedom from the common emotions and feelings that can paralyze a person when faced with adversity and persecution. Jesus faced that adversity as well, but he didn't let his emotions stop him from doing the Lord's will. And we must continue to do the Lord's will. I'll be honest. I have faced paralyzing situations where I have felt anxiety, I have felt self-consciousness, I felt doubt and fear. But I know that God has not given me the spirit of fear, but of power and love and a sound mind. And I need to share the word of God with others. I need to ask God to give me that Holy Ghost boldness so I can be an effective witness for his glory. So this too, honestly, this whole message is encouraging me as well. And I pray that it encourages you as well to stand strong. Within this verse as well, King Nebuchadnezzar notices that the form of the fourth is like the son of God. Let's put it this way. Even the enemy recognizes who Jesus is. In 1 John 4, 4, it says, You are of God, little children, and have overcome them, because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. And so when you face all these external threats, face it from uh, the enemy, from people that the enemy is using against you know that God is greater he is greater than anything and Jesus lives inside of you so anything that tries to oppose you know that Jesus is greater than that opposition than that problem than that situation in verse 26 it says then Nebuchadnezzar Nebuchadnezzar came near to the mouth of the burning fiery furnace and spake and said Shadrach Meshach and Abednego, ye servants of the Most High God, 
Come forth and come hither. Then Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego came forth of the midst of the fire. Yay. Yay. Okay. In verse 27, it says, And the princes, governors, and captains, and the king's counselors, being gathered together, saw these men upon whose bodies the fire had no power. Just a quick point here. Notice how all these people were also here to see Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego to get burned in the fire. Just like how all these people came to worship the golden idol. That was, uh, uh, that. that's not a um, coincidence. You know, God wanted these people to see his power, to see that God is able to deliver from the fire. Not a golden image, not your phone, not your car, not um, any false religion that one may follow. Jesus Christ, God, is the one who can deliver. In verse 27, I'll continue from the start again. And the princes, governors, and captains, and the king's counselors being gathered together saw these men upon whose bodies the fire had no power, nor was an hair of their head singed, neither were their coats changed, nor the smell of fire had passed on them. And the key part that I want to point out in verse 27 is the fire had no power. The fire that the enemy uses against you won't work. The weapon that he uses against you won't work. So if you lose your job over spreading the gospel or if your friends at school look away from you and won't talk to you because of your faith in Jesus Christ or family rejects you for your stand in Jesus Christ, stay strong, my brother and my sister, for your faith in the Lord. Jesus won't reject you. He sticks closer than a brother. For your faith in the Lord, he won't turn his face away from you. Psalms 27 verse 8 through 10 says, When thou saidest, Seek ye my face, my heart said unto thee, Thy face, Lord, will I seek. Hide not thy face far from me. Put not thy servant away in anger. Thou hast been my help. Leave me not, neither forsake me, O God of my salvation. When my father and my mother forsake me, then the Lord will take me up. When your family leaves you, abandons you, rejects you, know that the Lord will take you up. He will wrap you in his loving arms. He will sustain you. When the job fires you, he is your source. That job is not your source. Isaiah 54 verse 17 says, No weapon that is formed against thee shall prosper, and every tongue that shall rise against thee in judgment thou shalt condemn. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord, and their righteousness is of me, saith the Lord. So God is the one that is keeping you and protecting you from the fire. Verse 28 says, Then Nebuchadnezzar spake and said, Blessed be the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who hath sent his angel and delivered his servants that trusted in him, and have changed the king's word and yielded their bodies, that they might not serve nor worship any god except their own god. With a capital G, by the way. Verse 29, therefore I make a decree that every people, nation, and language would speak anything amidst against the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego shall be cut in pieces and their houses shall be made a dunghill because there is no other God that can deliver after this sort. In verse 29, I want to point out because there is no other God that can deliver after this sort. King Nebuchadnezzar recognized who God was. And today we know who God is. From your life, God will get the glory. Matthew 5 verse 16, Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. 
Nebuchadnezzar had a change of heart. He saw how powerful God was because these three men decided to take a stand for the Lord. And in your life, someone will recognize God in your life and recognize that he is the one that is giving you power to take the stand that you are taking to be protected from the harm and danger that they or others might have put you through. They will see that God is giving you power to have courage in the midst of adversity. They will see that God is giving you power to let your light shine for Jesus when others have let their light go out. They will see that God is giving you power to be holy and represent Christ when others have gone and done their own thing. Last but not least, in verse 30, the last verse of this chapter, then the king promoted Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the province of Babylon. And I just want to point out here, uh, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego got a promotion after this. And for us, the promotion we may get may not be earthly. You know, you may not get the raise on the job. You may very well get fired, you know, um, for your faith in the Lord. But know that the promotion will be heavenly. That is something we can look forward to. One day we will get to be with Jesus in heaven. And that is the best promotion ever. And so uh, the chapter's finished. But I just want to leave you with this. God sees you, my friend. Young man, young woman. Young boy, young girl. God sees you taking a stand for him. Continue to ask him for boldness. And even the adults listening to this, even the seniors listening to this, continue to ask him for boldness because we all need it. We're all a part of the body of Christ, regardless of our age. And God can use anyone to take a stand for him. And he wants every single person to take a stand for him in his name. And if you have been afraid, ask God to help you with that. I've been there before. I've been crippled by fear. Fear can be crippling, for, but God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. And that's in 2 Timothy verse 1 through 7. So that's something I need to be mindful of. And that is something we all need to keep in our minds that God is able to help us through this. And we can't let fear stop us from being that bold witness for Jesus Christ. We have all felt fear, but God will give us boldness. We have all felt worry, but God will give us strength to fight past it. In 1 Peter 5, verse 6 through 7, it says, Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time, casting all your care upon him, for he careth for you. He cares for you, my friends. Stand strong, no matter the adversity, no matter the persecution, because God will be there with you in the midst of the fire. Amen. And so I just want to pray us out. I pray that God gives us boldness. Thank you, Jesus. Lord God, I thank you for this day. Thank you for this time, God, that we can learn more about you, learn about the boldness that Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego had for you. And Daniel 3, God, you know, even in Bible times, God, you were using people, God. And I pray that even in our modern times that you would use us, God, to be effective witnesses for your glory, God, to not back down and not give in, to not give up, oh Lord, because you didn't give up on us, God, when you came down to earth, Jesus, when you came 
came down to save us. You didn't give up, God. You didn't uh, fold, oh God, when the persecution was heavy, God, when they had you, Jesus, on that cross. But God, Jesus, you died on the cross for us, Lord, no matter the, the, the threat, oh God, the death that was there, God, you still sacrificed your life for us, Jesus, and God. Give us the grace and strength. Give me the grace and strength, God, to say, I will sacrifice my life for my faith in Jesus Christ. God, give us that boldness. Give us that Holy Ghost boldness in your name, Jesus, to stand firm no matter what people may say, no matter what people may do, no matter, oh God, the situation at hand, God, we will stand firm and stand strong in you, God. We want to make it. We will make it in the name of Jesus, no matter what governments or communities may have against us. They may try to stop us. But God, we will continue to live for you, Jesus. We will continue to spread your word, Lord, because God, you have been so good to us. You transformed our lives, God. And we know that everyone in this world needs you, Jesus. They don't need any other false religion. They don't need money. They don't need cars and things, God. They don't need social media, God. But we need you, Jesus, especially in this day, in this hour, God. We've always needed you, God. We need you, Lord. We need your power. We need your strength, Jesus. God, we want others to come to know you, Lord, and get saved, delivered, and set free, God. So, God, we ask for your boldness, Lord, in the name of Jesus. You will be with us in the fire and the flood throughout every situation. Thank you, God, for hearing our cry and hearing our prayer. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. All right, friends, let's go out there and be bold for Christ. I love you all. Remember to be encouraged and stay encouraged. And remember to always soak in the sunlight because Jesus is the light. Love you all. Have a blessed day. Bye.